0: good morning all um, thank you for joining us on this amazing live I'm so excited to welcome mr. William Ramsey to the show today um, we're having a bit of issue with the internet connection so we're going to stick with no video and just audio today um, we've got so mr. Ramsey he has a degree in history he is a Californian attorney he's also a JD which is the M.D. to a doctor is what a J.D. is to a lawyer, um, which is pretty cool. He has written multiple highly referenced and researched books, um, everything about Alistair Crowley that you can imagine, Um, Abomination, Devil Worship and Deception in West Memphis Three Murders, And his newest book, The Global Death Cult, I did forget to mention The Smiley Face Killers as well, which was a really, really interesting subject. Um, But leading on into the the new book that he's released is Global Death Cult. Um, He's written multiple documentaries, which I will link in the Substack article. Um, Welcome, Mr. Ramsey, how are you today?
1: I'm doing good, thanks for having me, great to be with you.
0: Thank you for coming and joining us. Um, So let's start talking about your new book, Okay. Um, what led you What led you to ask the questions and find the ONA or the order of the nine angles?
1: Well, it comes out of my smiley face killers research. I was researching this gr- this series of disappearances. Really, that happens globally. Uh, there's a lot of cases in the Sydney Harbour, as a matter of fact. But I also researched the family that the uh, family murders. I believe they were in Adelaide. But there were some Australian cases that I was researching smiley face killings. But I was looking for a motive. Why were people doing this? And so I kind of put my smiley face killing research out there. And oftentimes when I put my research out on YouTube or books or videos, people send me information that pertains to that. So it's this interesting kind of phenomenon happened that I didn't expect when I was doing my research is that people, some people send me really good stuff. And so somebody reached out to me and said, Hey, have you ever heard of the ONA? And I said, no, I don't know who this group is. And so his name was Igor Sarsky, so he kind of ex- led me to, hey, these guys have this idea of culling, which is kind of doing a human sa- you know, murder, which is like a sacrifice. So that's what led me down into the ONA. And then I started researching just what was happening in the world, and I kept seeing the Order of Nine Angles pop up in very current events, probably within the last three years. There were these murders in Toronto, There was a guy who just got sentenced in new york city his name was Meltzer, who's affiliated with the order of nine angles um there was this group adam or is was this group i think they've changed their name adam waffen who's in my title of my book whose membership we're reading through order of nine angles ideas so i really kind of was seeing it in the common common media and culture and it really led me to want to research it in greater detail and so I really kind of looked into it, read a lot of their core materials, compiled a lot of information about what was happening worldwide, and that's
0: what led to global's ethical the whole the whole community research is phenomenal, isn't it Yes the way I that am. that's exploded on the internet it's absolutely amazing how much truth that's bringing to the surface
1: really is and they're kind of fellow researchers are like gelling with each other so you kind of follow these other guys doing similar research or research based off of other people so it main, keeps it very interesting so as a, you it, kind of there is definitely a research community
0: it's very diverse uh, i was involved in in the very very beginning of the pizzagate research and that was intense and it was so full-on everyone was on it and like not non-stop it was it was really really interesting to watch
1: yeah, Pizzagate, Epstein too was interesting. A lot of really good Epstein research. Um, I, a lot of World think, you know, forum, forum research now. So there's definitely. And it's, the corporate and, and media like is controlled. The global corporate media is totally owned and controlled. So you can't, you have to have individuals who are really seeking for the truth to kind of find what you can. It's kind of like uh, panning for gold or something like that, like an old 49er in California in the gold rush trying to find these nuggets of truth amongst the mis- and disinformation. So true.
0: So why do you think they chose the name Order of the Nine Angles? Or do you think that that was just like organically assigned?
1: No, no. I think that their idea, it's based upon the symbol that you see on the cover of my book. So it's those nine angles. They had this idea of these portals to the dark gods. And so the nine angles are the angles of the seven planets or whatever. and then the other two are portals to this other world so you're really trying to communicate it if not uh be possessed by these dark gods that's part of their religion
0: yuck (laughs) Uh, um so what are some of the biggest differences that you've noted between like standard luciferianism and satanism versus the ona
1: That's a great question. I think that there's, they actually, there was a whole section in my book, the letters of Stephen, uh, what was his name, Stephen, there was letters between these guys from the ONA and the Temple of Set. So actually, even if Michael Aquino, who's the head of the Temple of Set, was communicating with somebody who is alleged to be the founder of the ONA, my, and it's interesting their differentiation and how they saw themselves differently. Mayans thought of themselves really much more hardcore because the core of their beliefs are human sacrifice and that they're not hierarchical. Whereas the temple of set keeps a lot of that stuff secret and they're hierarchical. So, um, those are differences. So I think that they would distinguish themselves. Oh, and they would distinguish themselves from other occult groups as not being from the, the different cloth of like the temple of set church of Satan OTO. But, uh, they had a lot of different ideas. I think that they really are, were original. Whoever put together the corpus was very clever and intelligent. Like on the upper ends of the bell intelligence bell curve, somebody who's well-read in history, understands Greek history, Greek esotericism, things like that. So, um, And I think that's the difference. I actually think that they're in the higher caliber of, of intellects above some of these other groups, yeah, for sure.
0: I agree, because you, if you haven't heard of them, then they're very good at what they do, especially if they've permeated so far into our culture without us knowing their name, right? That's always been, like, one of the hang-ups with, say, the name Illuminati or something like that for me. Right. Mm. Right. So how, do you, how, how have you found, so, like, with the whole sacrificial side of things, how do you find that they choose and select their sacrifices?
1: It's a good question. So there's a whole book on it. I include a lot of their ideology in my book, but they have this whole thing like selecting an offer. They use this German word for sacrifice. A lot of the stuff is based upon kind of Nazism, crypto-Nazism, but they and so there's this whole process. Where you're supposed to go through and find somebody who's the right person to be sacrificed. So whether it's... They call it homo hubriati or something like that, but... They have, they definitely have like this winnowing process before you call somebody. So you're supposed to find somebody to, once the killing happens, you're actually forwarding or uh, achieving this end of this this kind of Darwinian end of of getting rid of somebody who shouldn't be alive. So it's it's kind of it's very much like Nazi war in that
0: regard. So can I just ask you um, as someone who's new to this whole. Uh, Crypto Nazi definition. I can imagine a lot of people hear that hear that uh, term and don't understand what it means. Can you just give a brief explanation for that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say that you know the Nazi movement ended with World War II, and then there's the post World War II kind of uh, far right movements. There was a guy Colin Wilson in the UK. There was Norman Lincoln Rockwell in the US. And, but what the ONA really is, is kind of like a melding of the far-right politics and occultism. So the ONA, the guy who started it was friends with Colin Wilson and worked around him, who was the kind of head Nazi leader. He used to walk around England and make Nazi salutes. Um, so I think that the ONA was was had its, uh, I think really what happened is the far-right in England couldn't, they couldn't attract a large proportion of the population. So it seems like the ONA was kind of like a solution where people could be trained in kind of forwarding these far right ideas, but do it in cells like they call it a nexion. So I think that it was kind of a clever adjustment to find people who are interested in the ideas, but not, you know, not a popular movement.
0: So do you think it was like an evolution from Crowley being so brass and out front because he was related back to the British Empire too. He was M16 and there's been lots of speculation about whether or not he was a, like his whole his whole um, uh, what would you call it like persona. his personality Yeah his persona his per- personality was structured so that they could test the waters basically for the the hum- humanity, you know what I mean and maybe the O and A came as an evolution of that to sort of weasel its way in.
1: Well, I mean, it's a good question. People always ask me, "Is this like an intel op?" And you know, I don't know. It seems like I would, if you were an intelligence officer, what's the purpose of creating this group other than just creating chaos? Like, what would be the purpose? Because they're not a order out of chaos. Yeah, but they're not. Mm. They're not. They're probably their membership is in the low thousands. So why would this group be created? So there's that, that question, Crowley, for sure was identified as an intel asset and probably was all the way from when he left Cambridge. Um, but I think that you could look at Curly's life. He clearly was very serious about his magical inclinations, really never stopped even after he, would, he was of no use to British intel. So he was still kind of practicing magic all the way up till his death. It was um, definitely
0: a part of his persona from when he was very young.
1: Yeah yeah
0: he, he was always interested in the darker side of things anyway like it was almost like he was he was i would i hate to use the word possessed but it was almost like he had something else guiding him down that track from a very young age
1: i agree he said he took that turn he doesn't know why but that was the turn he made in life was to kind of go into occultism yeah
0: and he and he like he ex- in your book, um, I can't remember which one because I've read I've read all of them except for your new one. But in one oh. of the books, you talked about um how he grew up in like a very Christian, like Christian Presbyterian home. Was it Presbyterian? Uh,
1: they were called the Exclusive Brethren. So it's, they were actually oh. Puritans. Yeah, they were Puritans. They were a oh. subset of the Plymouth Brethren, and oh, the, there you go, the, the, the kind Plymouth of head was was Darby. It was. uh Darby was kind of their leading light. He was kind of the founder of dispensationalism, but they were very rigid. Curly had to read the Bible. His dad was a kind of itinerant pamphleteer, Christian pamphleteer, and teacher. And you know, he does not have really that great memories. He apparently loved his dad, who died when he was fourteen. But he he his mom was too harsh for him, and she he wrote kind of uh, unpleasant things about. his life with her in a book called, oh God, which was it? It was the one book where he really castigated Jesus, um, which doesn't, I can't remember the title now, but yeah, he really kind of went after his mom.
0: And isn't it funny He went after Jesus or supposedly. The world's tragedy. Yeah, the title of the book was
1: The World's Tragedy. Christ is the world's tragedy.
0: Well, yeah, I don't know. That's, it's an interesting subject. That whole idea is a really interesting subject. I grew up in a rigid Christian home as well in the U.S. And I, I remember sitting in the piers when I was quite little and um, before I could read, and I remember listening to the pastor talking about how, like, the son of God. And I remember, lis- like, hearing that clear as day now at 33, I, I remember hearing that. And I remember reading the Bible that my grandma gave me. Like weeks later, and I read the word "son" instead of "sun," and I remember having that epiphany of the difference between like a physical sun and the sun in the sky.
1: Right.
0: It was just as a side note. I just found that really interesting because my my children have had that same sort of thing going on into the reading aspect. They've actually started asking me about like the definition of words and how we use them, and because of the way that they're spelt and. Yeah, it brings, brings in lots of um, uh, questions about everything, right? Because if, if the winners wrote history, right, we're definitely not the winners. Who's we? Uh, well, I say we as humanity. We haven't won because look at the state of the world, right? Right, right, right. Right? So we're not the ones who are running things. We didn't choose. Well, I didn't. I personally didn't choose. I don't consent to the way the world is right now. So there's something else guiding that.
1: Right, no doubt. No lies. doubt. History, the American history is totally bunk. The modern American history <laughs> is just replete with fabrications and lies. It's really kind Stories, of... Stories. Uh, yeah, symbolism. it's imperial history. And it's imperial hmm. history, and they don't recognize many of these assassinations were fake, you know, internal events. And so many events were structured. Gulf of Tonkin, 9-11. I mean, the list goes on and on. It's... Uh, the american modern american history is just i mean what they teach in high school is totally bogus
0: it's it's literally the definition of Crowley do what thou wilt and hide everything behind symbol symbolism and fake words
1: yeah i would agree there's a lot of phoniness no question
0: so just leading back to the A really quick cuz we did get off here and there um so so with the we i hear this saying a lot like the plan for the left hand path right like um, when we talk about occultism and these, these groups and stuff, that they follow a quote-unquote left-hand path. Right. Um, I was listening to an interview you did with, um, I think it was Wake the Dead.
1: Yeah, that's right,
0: yeah. Uh, and Sean you guys, McCann. Yeah. yeah, he's great, isn't he? You guys had a fantastic talk. But I heard you guys talking about how, like, um, most of these groups, like the idea is is that everyone in these groups are so afraid of death that they're trying to avoid it.
1: Right. I
0: agree with that.
1: yes. Um, they're trying to like figure a way so, around it. For him right,
0: to... or like, yeah, like so that. But do you think? Do you think that that comes from like um, a philosophical standpoint where they've been like they've they understand that what Christianity teaches is true, and out of fear of hell, because they want to be uh, mischievous and troublemakers here and cause cause pain to other people, they know that on the other side they have to face that that judgment so to speak right right so do you think that that's all related do you think that that that's all that this is all fear-based i guess is what i'm getting at
1: well you're trying to get at the that they're they're afraid of death or what what do you say yeah like they're afraid yeah, of death like, because they've committed sins in the world so they want immortality yeah. to avoid judgment yeah I would, yes. I would agree with that that's probably the other thing like you you know, if you're a Christian and you're a believer, death doesn't have a, as much of a sting as somebody who's an unbeliever. Maybe these people who think like reincarnation or Eastern mysticism or Buddhism or something has, you know, that's always a human, huge human problem is death, right? So the occultists try to deal with it their own way.
0: Hmm. Yeah, by, face, if by putting us in the position of AI and things like that, because they're so desperate to find it that they're going to push it on everyone.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe their solution of death is getting power and then handing it off to their underlings, you know, and that's the way that they live on, maybe. These foundations, Rockefeller Foundation, all that stuff.
0: That was kind of always my thought about Crowley as well, just leading full circle back to him, was that he was trying to, like, sort of immortalise himself through his writings and through his, um, like, spells, and, like, if anyone ever got access to those uh, realms... Of magic that he could be brought back if you know what i mean
1: i would agree with that i mean i think that he was definitely trying to like immortalize himself and i, I think that's actually not uncommon in the occult i mean uh, hubbard said he was going to bash himself into history you know these guys a lot of them really do want to have that occult impact
0: hmm. so back to the A again um, I found some really interesting stuff after I'd uh, reached out to you to talk to you. I was started doing some really heavy research into the ONA and like your writings about them. Mm-hmm. And I found some interesting movies and references that I'd like to, I'd like to ask your opinions on, because I don't know if you've seen these or not. So I've just flashed up on the screen. Um, the saw movies. Have you heard of that franchise? Yeah, I've
1: watched, I think I watched the first one.
0: Okay. So if if you just like re, rehash on the memories of that, it's a it's by Lionsgate, first of all. <laughs> Lionsgate okay. Entertainment, which is interesting in Hollywood. Um but it it resonated with what you talked about with the O and A, because what this guy does is he gets um uh he gets these people and he, he makes it so that they are put in a position where they have to survive. Right. And someone else usually has control over their death or not. And like it works together so that they have to get themselves out of a seriously bad situation. But usually they end up being a part of it after they Hmm. get themselves out if they don't die, which usually they do.
1: Hmm.
0: So it just, it related back to that whole, the whole Hollywood and like programming thing. And as, as I looked into this, I found some really interesting information on this, the writers of the story. Uh-huh. So um, Axel in Enter the Matrix and Matrix Reloaded, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, so one of the directors actually acted him in The Matrix, which I thought was funny. Oh. Um, but he also acted in a, in a show that promoted a virus here in hang on here in Tasmania where they wandered into like a a cannibal den of um, like ancestral Australian cannibals basically. And they have to like save themselves. I know. How weird is that? Cannibalism.
1: Seems like it's in the news today.
0: Yep. Uh, And they're promoting it heavily. They have been for a while. I mean, look at the Marina Abramovich. You know, there's
1: yeah, they're yeah. They're secretly putting bugs in the food now without even people's consent. Like all this yeah, stuff cr- is being forced down our throat. Do you like to take a vote? You don't get a vote. This is, this is tyranny. Yeah, it's
0: bad. Well, see, but then, but then that's like, if you look at it, that's like, so if you're looking at the cricket flower thing, because I did see that mm-hmm. the other day. Um, but if you look at that, that's all in processed foods. So by buying that, that off the shelf in a processed food, you're kind of giving your consent if you're not reading that label. Do you see it? Like it's, that fol- it's the whole following of natural law and no. consent. And that's why they, like, uh, in my no, opinion, I no, feel like, like that's why consent, they did a, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Silent consent is still consent, and it's not breaching that natural law. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It, I, find that, I find that really, really um, uh, an interesting subject, the whole natural law. Well, they're is, putting,
1: I've, yeah, but people don't consent. They're poisoning all the food and the pills and stuff, have graphene oxide. They're finding not just the shots have stuff in them. They're finding all kinds of stuff it's the, what really should scare people is they find the shot is toxic. But what about all the other shots that they've done in the past? Like, oh, all the other ones are good except for this one. Yeah, right.
0: That's exactly what I say all the time. Like, like if you can tr- like, how can you trust these people? They they're literally criminals.
1: Parasites cause the cause the, cause the illness and then provide the solution. Cause, here's the here's COVID. Oh, take the Paxlovid. You're you're going to be better. Crazy.
0: Here's, here's here's some snake venom for you. Yeah, really. That was that was an, that was a fascinating subject too. But leading on into parasites, I actually wanted to touch on parasites with you because I found um, some really interesting uh, information at the beginning of the COVID stuff when people were taking ivermectin, and it made uh-huh. me go down a little bit of a rabbit hole with parasites. So. I found this I found a Reddit post from a guy that he was he's he was like 50 plus he was like 52 or 53 or something and he had been gay most of his life. He got covid at the beginning so like in um early 2020 and right. he had he had taken large doses of ivermectin to get it under control because that was what everyone understood about getting it under control at first. So he after his third dose he woke up on the 4th day and he wasn't. He he had a. He was a completely different person. He hmm. he, he had excreted a bunch of um, uh, parasites, and wasn't gay anymore. And he felt like he was writing because he was feeling suicidal about the life he had lived up until that point. Because he didn't under, Like he didn't. He didn't like men anymore, and he couldn't believe all the things he had done in his life. To do with that, and that's what the whole post was about. It wasn't about him taking the ivermectin or anything, but because I knew what I knew, I was reading it totally different to what most people read it. He was writing a suicide post, but it was really fascinating to see that. So I went down a rabbit hole about parasites, and I found multiple, multiple scientific references to parasites that control things. So they'll 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 get inside a body. So I'll use the cricket, I'll use a cricket and the hairworm. Okay, there's there's a there's a parasite called a hairworm and it gets inside of it gets inside of a mayfly larvae and it attaches itself and eats the may like it attaches itself to the mayfly larvae until the mayfly jumps out of the water and flies away. Then that worm will find a cricket and the cricket, it'll like it spends about 30 to 60 days eating the fat cells and all of the things out of the cricket to the point where the cricket loses its chirp and then it drives it into the water so that it can exit, mate, and lay eggs again. Wow. So so it has full control over the life cycle of this cricket. It literally crickets avoid water because they can't swim. But there's video footage of these crickets just like jumping into the water and then these these worms are coming straight out of it there's no hesitation from these things whatsoever and they're already mating before they're even out of this thing
1: wow it, it's amazing. crazy
0: but, but riot, isn't that what then,
1: ivermectin they found ivermectin is a parasite killer like that's oh, 100%, why 100
0: yeah. yeah that's why i found it fascinating right and that's why i think they hit ivermectin so hard
1: they so hit ivermectin because they didn't want it used right
0: yeah, because they didn't want people to excrete the parasites that they've been building up in their bodies through, say, chemtrails and and other oh, injections right. and things like that. Right. They didn't want people to excrete these things. So what I what I was what I was reading right when I read that whole gay like the whole gay side. And I'm I'm not listen. I don't I don't care either way. But I just found it fascinating scientifically that if you did a, a parasitic treatment that that. It relieved you of a state of mind or a way of life that you had believed was part of your,
1: your personality.
0: Right? Yeah. It really that, wasn't. That you put, but imagine, yeah. like,
1: look, look at it is in the States. You have a vaccine record. I think that now the, the regimen is like 50 vaccines for kids. You have no idea what they're putting in there. I'm sorry. You cannot trust these companies. You don't know where they're comp- They come from China. He's uh, the the comes from like uh, what is it the name of the company's China. He's like you don't know what they're doing, and they're putting experiments, and experiments in this COVID jab. So what have they been doing in the past, and how are they changing oh. people's personalities? Imagine the studies. What are they trying to do? Depopulate. So maybe this guy who was homosexual, maybe he had something in his endocrine system or hormones that turned him into.
0: You know? Yeah, well and if you I think it. about the way it's like the we
1: don't
0: know. Yeah, yeah. And if you think about like the way a b ba- say a bathhouse is, right? Um if you know do you know what I'm referring to?
1: Say that again, the what is spread? Uh,
0: uh, like a bathhouse?
1: A bathhouse.
0: Right, for like homosexual interactions yeah. and stuff where they have like multiple partners on one night or whatever. Yeah. You think about that action and then uh, you watch these worms come out of out of this cricket and you can't help but wonder if that's how they're making themselves spread. Do you see what I'm saying?
1: Oh, yeah, I don't know.
0: It's crazy. It's crazy to crazy. think about.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's crazy to think about, but there's, you don't know what these guys are, people are testing and doing. No. You have no idea. Like, It gets pretty dark. It does. Uh, You it don't know what really they're putting dark. in the food. I, do, I think that they've been poisoning Americans for a generation. If you look in the United States at the average person walking around They're like 40 pounds overweight. They look bloated and unhealthy. And you look at pictures of people on the beach in the 60s. They're the picture of health. There's no fat people. So in 50 years, 60 years, they've changed the food and what you're being exposed to to turn people into something else that's not healthy. It's amazing. I
0: think it. I think it's been going on for a bit longer than that. I've been looking into epigenetics lately and do you want to know something really interesting that I found is that they found a genetic link between obesity and two generations beforehand being smokers. So if, say, your great-great-great-grandfather smoked a packet a day because that's when they were promoting cigarettes and everyone thought that they were okay, that it shows that epigenetically two generations or three generations down the track that you have a higher rate of obesity
1: hmm isn't that interesting yeah
0: it is so and epigenetics is fascinating as well like in the so i i got sorry excuse me i got brought round to epigenetics through um uh through trauma so trauma-based mind control and like the genetics through like how that would be um passed down right right in a in a scientific way so so and what what they found was that so if you when a mum is pregnant with a baby girl, a girl is born with every single egg that she will ever have. So when when that ovum forms in the baby in the mum's stomach, you're holding potentially three generations in your belly. So <clears throat> the mother herself, the daughter in her in her uterus, and then right. the daughter's eggs in her in right. her, right. there's three there's three generations alive there.
1: Right.
0: and or oh, the potentiality of three generations is very much in in existence when a mum is pregnant with a baby girl, so i was I always thought that that was an interesting take on the whole genetic trauma thing as well
1: very interesting. imagine these people going through these jabs right now they 're affecting three generations of kids like with oh, unknown at least. yeah
0: at, at least like they're talking about they 're talking about like CRISPR technology and stuff how these this um how they've taken a sentence and they've put periods and capital letters all through the sentence. And um, what, have you ever heard of Todd calendar, the lawyer from, I think he's from California as well.
1: Sounds familiar. I, I think I've heard him once on a, on a show.
0: Yeah, Right. So Todd calendar is um, he's going through. So he's one of the lawyers that's supporting the, the military personnel that refused to take the shot. Right. And he has, he has released some of the documents that they've had come to them through discovery. And what they found was is in the hydrogel in these vaccines is that they've found multiple sleeper cell viruses. Wow. So one of them being, I think it was like malaria, Ebola, um, there was like gram-positive bacteria in there for um, rabies, measles, and something else as well. And what they were finding was is that it was going to be activated by three one-minute pulsations of 18 gigahertz transmission, like uh, magne- electromagnetic energy, so like a 5G tower or something. So they could basically activate these these viruses with frequency. <coughs> and melt the hydrogel which would then activate them in the bodies
1: right gotcha.
0: and that's all that's all in court documents that's from the dod directly
1: it's incredible
0: it's it's massive that's that's yeah. massive i can't believe more people aren't talking about it
1: yeah i just reading here todd calendar the vax genocide has likely killed a billion people that's off the charts that's true it
0: and, and like, can you imagine if we bring this background to the whole sacrifice thing? Right. If, if this is like a massive sacrifice, what, like, what kind of, what are they bringing forth with this kind of sacrifice? They've never had this, had they ever had access to this kind of, um, death before?
1: No, I saw, I saw a video <laughs> of a guy in Australia. He tracked down his doctor and assaulted him with like a, uh, boomerang did you ever see that video
0: yeah he he smashed his window open it killed his mom yeah
1: Yeah, they killed his mom yeah
0: yeah so you're gonna see
1: a lot more of that is my guess
0: and and the other thing is right is these people that are probably losing it are also vaccinated so they've got nothing left to lose in their head they hear people um talking about like what's going to happen to them from this vaccine and they don't have anything left they can just do what they want then we come into full-blown i don't even know what to just call it like There, mad max
1: or something like that yeah
0: pretty much yeah i think that's what me and my friend george call it mad max yeah
1: <laughs> yeah yeah if you got nothing to lose imagine losing your kid or something to the shot or something like you're forced to take a shot it's incredible i mean this is really a world war ii event they don't even know the consequent, the full bore consequences of what this shot has done they really don't.
0: Well, and, They're, not and They're it, deliberately and it, not
1: studying it, so that'll tell you all you need to know.
0: Well, and it's so resonant. It's so resonant of Joseph Mengele and the likes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Isn't it interesting how much Fauci and him look alike?
1: I, I don't. I think uh, Mengele is an underachiever. Fauci is probably responsible for killing more people. I was reading something from Steve Kirsch today. He said, "The vax has killed 12 million people so far." I don't think that COVID killed that many people. So COVID,
0: no way, COVID killed that many people. This was COVID was just a big COVID was a big distraction. Right. Yeah, and do you yeah. think? Can I ask? I do you think that that shot, came? But... Yeah, do you think that came straight out of Michael Aquino?
1: I have no idea. I doubt it. I don't know, but I did Not see that like the uh,
0: psychological side of things. Oh,
1: somebody like that. I think they had the psychology down. Yeah, I think they knew how to really scare people usually it's it's a fear of instant death is really effective so you saw that same thing after 9-11 like you're gonna die right away they literally had something out of the president's office like say if you don't take the shots you're gonna die a horrible painful death they're deliberately psychologically driving people so i mean that's how irresponsible and evil the american government is and corrupt and vile like it's almost incomprehensible but they they pull those stunts all i mean all the time fear of death is how you motivate people. If you can get them to think they're going to die right away. So, um, what yeah, a way I think, to come I back think the psychological people. operation of this vaccine was incredible. I've never seen anything like it on the global scale through World Economic Forum plants. Do you know that there's an argument that people who were associated with the WEF never lost an election? Wow. <laughs> yeah, never lost. All over the globe, Jacinda Did- Ardern, Trudeau, yeah. all these guys never lost an election Yeah, And Trudeau, there was Trudeau's was very sketchy, that election too. Mysterious votes in the middle of the night. Imagine, imagine that the Third World War is already in place now, but it wasn't a kinetic war where there's battling armies face-to-face face- 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 face like World War II. It was all about infiltration and, and psycho- psychological warfare. Much more it totally practical. is. They don't, yeah. they
0: don't want to destroy the earth that they have to live on. We've all wondered right. why they would do that.
1: It's up for them. It's not the nations. It's about the elite. It's about neo feudalism and the elite. That's what all, the, the two, you know, the double punch is the COVID and then the phony climate change balloon. Yeah. So we're in, we're in incredible times. We really are. People don't realize how incredible it is because they've been anesthetized by corporate media. That's really it. They have to get off of corporate media to literally to survive. To get good information, they have to get off of corporate media. To Agreed.
0: Survive. To Agreed. Survive. But th- I agree to 100% survive. As soon as you get a little bit, and you know what, I've I've found patents in the Google in the Google um, uh, in the Google patent dictionary of of, like, screen manipulation and stuff. So it's even down to that, even even down to a basic watching a, a screen. They've got the, right. the light systems in there that control the way that your brain reacts to things on a, on a subconscious level as well.
1: They, there's just massive mind control going on. Twitter, Google, they're all in on it. It's just a big, fat... That's
0: fascist, always confused. Tech,
1: yeah. yeah tech, it's fascist. always...
0: It's always confused me with the whole, like, silent consent thing, right? Like, how how can you silently consent to having your mind controlled?
1: You can't. Consent is different. There are different notions in the law of consent, -consent, quasi-consent, quasi-contract, informed contract, informed consent. There are variations because people twist the words. So, like, hey, do you want to come to my office? I'm a, a psychiatrist. I'll help you with your problems. You don't consent to like going in there and getting zapped with a bunch of uh, you know uh, electricity and going through. You, you didn't expect that, so all those people in the MK Ultra experiments—they didn't consent to it, and they weren't given proper consent because they wouldn't do it. Oh yeah, by the way, we're gonna like overdose you on LSD, psychically drive you, try to de in your brain, so you can't. The average person really can't consent to the vaccine. This this jab because they don't actually know the totality of what's in there, because if anybody knew what actually was in this uh, evil witch's brew of, in, of stuff, they would never consent. So it's not yeah. they these companies. I mean, if the lawyers survive, if the plaintiffs' lawyers, tort lawyers survive the jab, Moderna and Pfizer will cease to exist as companies. They will just be ground to powder. There's enough information out now about gross grotesque negligence murderous negligence that's not a legal standard but uh negligence and this at this level is so off the charts that they can't survive they can't get in front of a jury who won't want to just destroy them so yeah so yeah it
0: makes me it makes me wonder about like the whole that makes me wonder if if everyone so if you can't get rid of this jab out of your body once it's in and they can do these things that they're saying Uh, we are literally on a countdown at this point. We need to get as many people awake as quickly as possible before they all start dying because otherwise we're not going to have the numbers.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, I don't know what to expect, but like cancers are going through the roof. These people get all kinds of weird stuff. Clearly, there are different levels of malignancy in the different jabs, which tells you something. So like depending upon what batch you got, it's not funny, but... Yeah, I mean, I don't. I will see what happens in the next year or two. It'll be, I mean, I hope that it's not true. I hope that, you know, the people don't go back and get their bo- fake booster. It's not really a booster. These, these shots are not safe and effective. They lied all the way through. They're not even effective because all these people who are getting sick have been, like, quadruple boosted, you know, quadruple shot. So um, I hope that these people, I really hope that it's not as toxic and lethal. As some people are saying
0: really. Yeah. It's 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 have you heard have you heard of the documentary called Blue Truth?
1: No, what's that?
0: Right. So it's a Spanish documentary that It's all subtitles, but it's really really well done. Um I'll I'll include a link in my Substack article and I'll shoot it through to you um, after oh, really we finish. Right. But it's it's uh, a gentleman has done a, a study where he was um he's gotten people to do this. uh, It's like a whole whole double-blind placebo, basically, right? And he's testing whether or not these people put off a Bluetooth code. And these are living people that he does at first. And then after he finishes and he proves that he can read Bluetooth codes from people that have either gotten tested, so had the PCR test, or had the jab, they've gotten live Bluetooth keys for those individuals from them. And then after he's proven that, he goes to a, a graveyard and he walks through and has another double-blind placebo. He doesn't get told which ones have, like, died within the last two years or been vaccinated, but he walks past each thing with his special reader, like his Bluetooth picker-upper, I think, and he, he picks up, he picks up um, the Bluetooth key and he says, yep, this one, and he is 100% right every single time. Wow. That's a happy job. Yeah, that they had the jab and that they had died within a year of having the jab, but they still emitted. So this was the fascinating thing to me scientifically was that they were still emitting a Bluetooth signal. So what was keeping that Bluetooth signal um, charged? Because everything that I've read um, when it comes to biologicals, it uses some form of your body to keep it uh, going, so to, to charge the potential battery in it, if you get what I'm saying. Whether it's a biological battery or not, there's always something, a mechanics in there that makes it so, like your stomach acid or your blood or the warmth of your body activates it. Wow, that's great!
1: So you're saying everybody who's been jabbed emanates a Bluetooth signal?
0: Yes, he's proven it, and anyone that's had the PCR test jammed up their nose.
1: That's crazy. That means I it's have a more- Bluetooth. That means I have a Bluetooth signal. Well, trouble. so.
0: And, and he does also offer he does also offer suggestions where he's done other tests and used say, chlorine dioxide and t- done the test again on these individuals. And it's been working to turn off the signal. He's also worked out that there's a magnet that you can use to run over run over your body and it deactivates whatever electronics are in there. So, because he's found the answer, because he's asked the questions, found the answers, he's also starting to find solutions, which is a really, really hopeful thing, right?
1: Right.
0: But it's I find that interesting. And why would they still emit a Bluetooth signal after after death? So, is that like are we looking at like down the barrel at a zombie apocalypse in that way? Do you know what I mean? Do you see what I'm saying? Like the reanimation of dead dead bodies through Bluetooth, like, oh, mind blown. Yeah, well,
1: i'll I, I'll believe it when I see it. I don't even know. I don't even know how a technology exists that they could put it into your body and then you could emanate a Bluetooth signal. I don't even know how they would be able to do that.
0: And and f- and not just a Bluetooth signal while you're alive and living, but a Bluetooth signal right. from mm-hmm. the from the grave. Like that yeah. is mind blowing from a scientific point of view. Because, like, what? <laughs> And it's like these—I um, I hate calling them clots. I'm going to call them biostructures. But just—have you seen those things that they're pulling out of dead, dead people? Yeah,
1: there's like weird kind of clots or structures that so, they don't so even know bio, what they
0: they're, are. Yeah. They're biostructures, and what they found is—is is like so. Mike, Mike Adams, the health ranger.
1: Right. Uh-huh.
0: He, he's done some. He's—he tried to do an um a microscopy test on one, and he put like so. The way you do it is you add nitric acid. Um, to the sample, and then you go and do whatever breakdowns you have to do with the the microscope. When he put the nitric acid over the top of a piece of one of these clot things, um, it it had an exothermic reaction. It literally emitted gases and bubbled and heated up to the point where it nearly exploded. The and it's all on camera. It's on one of uh, I think it's on my second episode. I I talk about it. But what he found was was that these these things like he did a he did a um, did a breakdown of what it was made out of and uh-huh. it was it was made out of like 80% plus of tin and aluminum yeah. tin and aluminum and uh, as i was reading all of these different different things that this this thing was made out of it wasn't biological at all there was no there was no biological remnants or something that you would expect from a biological thing that was living right there was yeah. nothing like that. It was almost like these things were mining the metals out of people's bodies and building themselves up. Like, so as the blood pumps wow. through those parts and those, those arteries, it's like they're mining the metals, whether it's iron, which we need to live and have oxygen in our bodies, interestingly, because that binds to the oxygen mo- molecules in your body, right? So, yeah, it's, it's, fas- it's a fascinating subject.
1: Wow,
0: that's incredible! Yeah, um, it and it's shocking that people people can see these things and they just turn their brains off. They just shut their eyes. They turn around and they go back to what they were doing. That that to me is the most shocking thing out of all of it.
1: Right, that they're not responding. Like, why aren't they freaking out or like, something? Screaming weird from the
0: rooftops, right? Screaming from the rooftops, man. This is literally like, can you imagine having gotten the shot, right? Put yourself in the position of someone who got the shot, then seeing Whoa. this thing come alive in front of you. Oh, what? I would be so angry. I would be so angry, and I'm so thankful that I didn't.
1: Do you know what the what, what was the resistance or hesitancy for the shot in Australia? Do you know how many people didn't get the shots? <sighs>
0: That's hard it's hard to say, because I've always felt like they've fudged the numbers to try and yeah like make make people think that everyone else was getting it, so to just go get it. but if I look right. at it on, um, on like my own circle, it was probably a solid 80 percent got vaccinated, and that was even with me that was even with me in their ears screaming at them, "Don't do it!" Right. which is which is hard to comprehend. I don't understand it. But a lot of it was, I just want to get my life back. I want to go out. Right. I want to social get- so, pressure.
1: Right.
0: Yeah, exactly. It was social pressure and like I don't know. I've heard so many people say that they've regr- regretted getting you this thing, appreciate. but right. I've never heard anyone say they don't regret getting it. Uh, that they don't. Right, regret like not you,
1: it. you don't regret it, right? I don't regret it.
0: Yeah, no, I don't regret <laughs> it at
1: all. I supposedly had, according to the stupid PCR test. I supposedly had COVID twice, but I don't even trust the PCR test. I was sick, but I took ivermectin both times. So I feel pretty much back to normal.
0: That's awesome. So, so the only, I didn't, I didn't actually get sick at all. So my other half got sick. sick at the end of 2019. He came home one day and it was just after Christmas. It was in between Christmas and new year. And he looked at me and he just collapsed on the floor and he was like, he was a mess and he—it's the sickest I've ever seen him. And it took him about ten days to recover. But I still didn't get sick. And then, so I do—I do, I do um, dreadlocks, and for for my side business, oh. and part part of that is using a, a 0.6 millimeter. It's a zero point six millimeter hook, which is quite sharp. And there's a like sometimes if you get a little slit, you can you can pierce your finger or whatever with it. And um, I had a huge gap between doing anyone's hair because I was a little bit uh, bit scared of uh, not knowing, right? I was a bit, I right. didn't know what was still happening with the jab. I didn't know how it was transmitted. I didn't know anything. No one does really, even to this day. Right. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it's just a giant experiment, right? So this one day I was I was doing someone's hair and I impaled my finger to the bone. And three days later I woke up and I had it looked like someone had put rocks under my skin all around my neck huh. and i had my and my skin was sloughing off my head it looked like i had leprosy wow. it was crazy what do you think my, that was my, wrong? I have no idea but i've never been so sick in my entire existence i was hallucinating i had i had huh. i had like the highest fever i've ever had i was washing just to give you an idea i had to wash my pillows every single day it was insane I could barely move for ten days. This was I late twenty
1: nineteen, is
0: that what you're saying? So no no no. This one just happened in the last six months.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So and it was and it was me. This was my experience and it was just it was insane how sick I was. I still I still haven't gotten over it a hundred percent. Like my body is still not a hundred percent right from it. Wow. What do you think and, it was? Well, and the guy sitting in my chair had been vaccinated with his third shot or second or third shot three days before I'd done his hair. And then I started reading about how it was being transmitted through sebaceous glands, which are sweat glands, and what comes out in your hair, sweat. And especially if you've got dreadlocks, it's a bit like sometimes you get a buildup of sweat and stuff inside the dreadlocks and, oh, it's just, it's horrifying. It's horrifying. I basically vaccinated myself. It was crazy. Without, without obviously. The so, huge do you think that you had?
1: Do you think that you had COVID?
0: Uh, no, I think I got exposed to whatever he was excreting, whether it was oh, the okay. spike protein or or the venom or whatever. Whatever this thing is, whatever it is that's transmitting through people, I think that's what I got exposed to through that. That's- but that's the only thing that changed, and I've never been so sick in my entire existence. And it felt like French a poisoning. Juice. It wasn't sick. That was definitely a poisoning
1: definitely poison i was so sick and right at the turn right before the pandemic supposedly started i got the sickest i've ever been like i was literally laid out and when i was done and i didn't have a fever i had a cough that wouldn't quit but i couldn't i didn't come back i didn't once when it was done in seven days i was weak i couldn't climb a flight of stairs it was incredible like i was out baby like i couldn't even move and none of my family got sick either which was really weird but i was i was exposed to something i don't even know what it was could have been like the original covid or something or i else. was about
0: to say that's original wuhan strain so yeah. what i'm finding with my research is that anyone that got sick everyone that i know that got super super sick before any of the vaccines was that 2019 was yeah. like a really really bad flu season super super bad flu season everyone got it and it was torture um,
1: yeah i think i had something like that mm. Yeah, so crazy days, man. Who knows what's going to happen? I hope that it, I hope that it's not as bad as it, it seems to be. I hope Todd Calendar's wrong. If I honestly do.
0: Well, so you know what my hope is. My hope is is that someone is right because as soon as you find the what it is, you can find out answers how to try and fix it.
1: All right. Good point. Right.
0: Right. So we have to ask these hard questions and work through this bullshit, because if we don't, we're not going to get to the point where we can help these people when they're screaming for it, because there's going to be a huge need for people that need help and no one is going to know how to do it.
1: What have you heard? How do you get rid of the lipid nanoparticles? I mean, doesn't uh, ivermectin supposedly attack the spike protein in your body?
0: It it definitely disables it. It's something that it's, it's something that everyone needs in their cupboard. Um, I know here in Australia, it's super, super hard to get hold of. Like, and as someone who is aware of everything, I still haven't got any.
1: Oh, wow. Here so, they're, they're starting to really p- prescribe it. Like I always had no problem getting getting ivermectin through my pharmacy.
0: Oh, that is so good. That, is, yeah, that, gives, me a, yeah. that no, gives me hope. Yeah. I, I mean, I had to as, pay
1: for it. It was cheap too. I mean, it wasn't that expensive, maybe $60 a prescription for a full week. So it wasn't that bad.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's not, and it's totally worth it, right? Like, if you absolutely, gonna take, if it's going mean, to take I, care of this crazy illness.
1: Yeah, I felt like it was good. There, people who take the jab should probably take ivermectin, just yeah. as a as try to get this weird stuff out of your body. You know,
0: a hundred percent. I agree. Be, uh, I I truly feel. Ten. I yeah, hundred percent. And I truly feel like there's um some answers coming through with frequency medicine. So Dr. Sherry Tampenny, she's just opened yeah. up a new a new um, center to help with cardiac issues and other issues, but specifically to try and help with these cardiac issues that we're seeing from the from the jab. And right. she's having a massive success rate, even with people that that have like so long COVID. I don't even know if that's true or not, but what people are referring to is long COVID s- symptoms and stuff. Right, right. But it's all based in frequency. Interesting. Which I, I really, heard. really feel like is the secret.
1: Yeah, I've heard that stem cells are working on people too. So,
0: as long as they're using their own stem cells and like reusing them into themselves, I feel like we have other answers. Like if you're using outside stem cells, that's almost as good as using like someone else's. Uh, do you know what I mean? That's like I don't know. I don't awesome know stem cells to too well. I've that? just heard
1: that. Yeah, I've just heard that as a solution. I don't know.
0: It's a good solution as long as they're using their own stem cells. Like because otherwise, you're using someone else's blood products.
1: Right. I've heard that it's,
0: I've heard that yeah, yeah. And and if we know anything about the jab people haven't been restricted in giving blood or anything just as, as a heads up for everyone is that no one's been asked to give their their jab status on donating blood. So the blood banks are potentially right. potentially polluted as Tainted. well, right? So and yeah, and that that includes everything. That includes plasma, that includes anything that you can imagine that has human byproducts in it is now officially contaminated unless they've isolated people that are not vaccinated versus vaccinated
1: oh man it's going to be a very interesting ride these next couple years
0: I just you know what I really hope that we can start getting things moving towards the right direction because if we don't I don't look forward to these camps
1: (laughs) do you think that they really will have the the Wherewithal to actually put Australians into camps?
0: They have them already built and ready to go here.
1: Do you think they'd actually put you in there?
0: I think in if people, States. I, I, I think if people don't fight back, I think if people don't go, I feel like there's like we're riding on the fence here. So like it's like you could fall straight into Nazi Germany where people just ignore it until they come for them, or. They'll see the first few people go in and they'll go, hey, 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 stop that right now.
1: In the States, I think they're just go crazy. People are armed to the teeth and pissed. So they're pissed. There's people who took the jab who were freaking pissed because they were told to lock down, lose their business. I mean, it's a massive wealth transfer. So once people realize they got swindled, they're not going to be happy.
0: They're Nothing already not bad. happy. And then yeah. you add the jab and what potentially that could be doing to their neurological state as well. And we've got the potential for some seriously bad, bad, bad situations for, yeah. from really angry people.
1: Now, can you imagine, like, if you had double jab, double boosted, you were told that this would prevent you from getting sick, and then you got sick once or twice?
0: Yeah. What's that? And went to hospital for it and had to pay for right. it.
1: Right. So imagine all that. I've known people who took the jabs and they, their health is not the same. They say they've never felt better, uh, as good as they were before the jab. So they took the jab and it impacted their health. They didn't die, but they don't feel good.
0: And, and they, can't, they, can't do any, they can't function the same way. Yeah, I've heard the same. And like it probably out of the 80% that have taken the jab around me personally, because that's all I can talk for, there's there's been at least three heart injuries there's been at least at least another three neurological injuries um, and there's been and like one of one of one of the people that I know in this circle ended up getting admitted to a psychologic psychiatric ward for almost 3 weeks because they literally lost the plot they were hallucinating they were wow. like yeah it was crazy
1: wow that's crazy i've heard i've heard statistics here in the states that 10 to 15% of the people who got the jab, got sick, or got some kind of uh, injury that needed treatment. That's a huge number. Amongst right, and then. People, it's off the charts. It's like mil- tens of hundreds, like tens of millions of people in the States got injured somewhere.
0: Right, and then, what you, and then you look at like the myocarditis and pericarditis. One of the biggest things about that whole illness is, is that it can go silent. You can right. have it, it doesn't show any symptoms. If you're not doing anything extraneous like athletics or anything like that and you're just living an average life, you're not going to notice those symptoms and you'll just die all of a sudden of a, hearty, a cardiac death in within five years, they're saying. Wow. It's, and so like myocarditis and pericarditis both have fatality rates of within five years people go into congestive heart failure. Look at all these 21-year-olds that are literally like, oh yeah I've got myocarditis it's okay like it'll heal I'll be on this I'll be on this drug for a few months and it'll get better but there is congestive heart heart failure is a potential in their future
1: right yeah it's not the outlook is not good hmm
0: well, and finding, again, finding answers is what, is what the most important thing is, right? So if we understand these aspects, then we can start, we can start finding answers for these people.
1: Right. No doubt. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so crazy.
0: And, and, and if you think about it, doesn't it relate back to the ONA and, like, the way that they feel, like, eh, right. about I humanity? So. Like, do they think that these SERPs, like us SERPs, whoever took this vaccine deserves to die, Right.
1: Right, it's like a test, like the test that goes through the o n a so oh, you felt you fell for this, you're that stupid, well, you deserve it think about right, it right, and you gave that. your
0: yeah, and you gave your consent, even though it was just a little bit of a push to to like change you know. your ego right because it's all ego based activities that people did this over, right It was about right. going out with your friends, it was about traveling, it was about doing these superficial things that we could live without for a year right and and they didn't. And so, like, on a fake front, because it's so weird, because i found myself a few times getting sucked into that way of thinking, right, well, fine, you know what, you want to persecute me, go get, a, go get my shot too, and we'll call it even, okay? And I'll just watch you flounder. It's like these people, these comedians and stuff that were making fun of anti-vaxxers and then collapsing. I couldn't help but have a little snigger, and then I found myself like, hey, hey, you're thinking like these people.
1: Right.
0: Do you know what I mean? Like you find yourself sucked into that into that state of mind because it's you. I've been persecuted. I don't know about you in my social circles and stuff for having this and like not being quiet about it. I am not quiet about it. People literally avoid me because they know what I'm going to talk about.
1: Right. Oh, I'm definitely ostracized. It was easier for me because if my ideas are not within the uh, normal herd consensus, so <laughs> I, but I know how evil these people are. Like. These, pe- these people don't understand how evil the elite are. I mean, they don't. Un- they, some of these people don't even know what the Georgia Guidestones are. They don't believe in, like, how the elites have treated, you know, and but, it's fat, not, but it's not they even a belief it.
0: system. It's not a belief system. This isn't, it's not, like, it's not something that me and you are just speculating about. This is something that is proven in history time and time right. and time again. It's not something that this is, this isn't some woo-woo subject where people... Uh, People don't know what they're talking about. This is written in history. These things are historical things that we are talking about because we understand them and we have the willingness and curiosity to find them. Right. That's I, mean, that's I, what think,
1: I think I think that's the control. Like here in the States, the mass media sets the agenda. So even the, even the alternate media reflect <laughs> upon what the mass media said, like it's legit. And so that's an incredibly powerful force. It's an incredibly powerful force. Even like people who are saying, "Oh, yeah, this is b- baloney," they're wasting their time too. Because what's coming out of the mass media is just nonsense. It's just totally toxic poison, Zyklon B. So it's really hard. I would say it was ver- very hard for people to resist the shock. A lot of the Christians stood against it. They kind of the Christians kind of got a sense of like something sinister is going on when somebody's forcing you that hard. A mandate is really a kingly edict. So. Like if somebody has to make an edict, why do they have to make an edict? Like why can't I yeah. just rationally make a decision for myself? If I don't if I die, I die. I made the decision. We make health decisions all the time. I mean people make decisions that could injure them all the time. Go on a high I get in my car. Surfing. I get in my
0: car and drive every day. Right. <laughs> I choose right. I choose to take on that risk. Yeah. Yeah, it's a totally. very
1: serious risk. So um whenever you see that, that that to me is real tyranny. Like we're in the U.S., it's a global tyranny. I've never seen anything like it, where they had similarities down the line. Certain countries resisted. Judge Pan resisted, is my understanding. Um,
0: Japan, India, is, yeah. Japan is very careful with their vaccines, I've fianced. Like, so they still, they still recommend a lot of the childhood vaccines, but they don't force them. And they start later which, listen, I'm not, I'm not someone that makes... I don't make uh, exceptions. I do not think vaccines are something that should be put in the human body at all. Zip, nilch, do not ask any more questions unless you want to find out why, because there is so much information to tell you why they shouldn't be put in our bodies. Like, I found, I found an article... I've been researching the 1918 Spanish Blue, uh-huh. and I found this... I found a quote from 1909 in a newspaper saying from a doctor because that's how they used to communicate right they used to write into the newspapers and then other doctors used to like connect with them through the newspaper right. Right. and this and this doctor wrote in a pathologist doctor wrote it in an article in like January January 1909 that he had never seen a case of cancer in an unvaccinated person yet he'd seen over 200 cases of cancer for the first time in his 50 year career Right. In the vaccinated. So it was that, 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 that in itself tells you that cancer is created by these people and it has been for a long time. Like the Spanish flu, like so the. uh, Cancer used to be
1: super rare. Cancer did not exist. They can't find like corpses with cancer.
0: Yeah. Right. And it had nothing to do with identifying it. It literally did not exist. Like there was, there was some, like, so there was a couple of key figures that had rumors of like say like a lump in a breast and then died within two years like I've found readings like that from the like early turn of the turn of the 18th century I've found references to women with like say uh breast well what I would assume was breast cancer the way they talked about it and the way they got sick but that's also when they started using inks and they started using other things and finding other ways to manufacture the earth like use things from the earth in a different way right so they were being exposed to different chemicals like they were uh, what were they doing at that point like s- steel was that the steel age around there like do you, do you see what i'm saying like they were yeah. playing with different things and they were getting exposed to different things through those processes so right. to see those things coming through in those times is normal especially because of what we know about the poisonous side of things right
1: right
0: Yeah, yeah it's a, it's in it's an interesting it 's an interesting thought like because the rockefellers are the ones who brought in the whole petrochemical thing into medicine right Right. so and that was uh, they they brought in vaccines to the military so they, the rumor is so the paperwork that I found was six months before the Spanish flu broke out there was um mass there was like a mass vaccine vaccine regime that happened through the military and then like those military folk went home, and through that they transmitted whatever they they had been sh- injected with at that point. But they were different shots as well. So they, they there was there was talk of how they uh, gained more. So like as you got the first shot, had ten mils. The second shot had twenty mils. The third shot had fifty mils. What? Wow. That's. Uh, and, but isn't yeah. that
1: what they're doing with this this COVID shot? is that they've increased the micrograms of over time, like some of these boosters have more of the active ingredient. Have you heard that?
0: I've heard that, but I haven't actually seen anything concrete but i have heard that and i've also heard that they these were done in like the batches thing that you were referring to before i've also heard that because this was a mass experiment that they also broke up placebo batches and they had more toxic batches like what you were saying but i didn't understand i think that was
1: i think that was proven by rainier fulmich do you know who that guy is fulmich
0: yeah he's amazing
1: yeah i think he proved that at least one of his guys working for him when they had that kind of like nuremberg thing I think they proved that the batches were not equal that they, oh, they doing-
0: definitely aren't they definitely aren't equal but the other thing is though is that like i didn't understand this but when i started looking into that was that they're multi-dose vials the most toxic vaccines you can get on the market are multi-dose right so they're so doing like, like,
1: smaller doses out of a single vial than just right not single use right?
0: Yeah, so like, like with the flu shot, if you have the last shot out of the vial, you get the most mercury because mercury is heavy. It goes to the bottom. They don't, they don't agitate it every time they take a shot out of it. You get the highest dose of whatever's in the bottom of the shot. Right. Oh, man. Yeah, so that might, yeah. that might explain. That and the manufacturing itself might explain the difference in toxicity. Right. And the other thing that I I found um, a few years ago was an Italian study which was studying, like, the contaminants in vaccines. They tested, like, 96 vaccines or something. And what they found was in some of the vaccines, because the stuff in the vaccine was so potent, it was actually eating away the glass of,
1: of
0: of the vial. And what they were finding was glass, so whatever made up the glass was then in the vaccine because the vaccine was breaking down the glass shards.
1: Wow, it's incredible.
0: It is incredible, isn't it? And then there's like a whole new level of toxicity to consider because glass is a whole, that's a whole, that's a whole nother level.
1: Yeah, if you're breaking down glass, what the heck is in the vaccine, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, well, and that too, right?
1: Yeah,
0: it explains a lot of the illnesses. And you know what, when you think about it like that, isn't the human body absolutely phenomenal?
1: Absolutely. It functions very well. So oh,
0: even under all, all this pressure, yeah. even under all this pressure. So, ugh, COVID vaccines—they're so bad. <laughs> yes. Let's just not take any more, and let's just like let's just cancel all of our governments and say no more.
1: Yeah, it's bad. I mean, I don't know. What's the solution?
0: Well, I don't know. I think. I, that's why I just reiterate, if we keep asking questions, we will find the solution within those questions. And within the answers of those questions, we'll find the solutions if there is one.
1: All right. Well, I hope there is. I hope these people don't stay sick. I mean, I've heard of people improving after they got injured by a vaccine or by a shot. So hopefully there'll be ways people will learn how to heal from the stuff. I've heard that there's regimens yeah, and protocols people can use.
0: Yeah, and pe- and people are working on it every single day, and and some really really smart people, way smarter than me, and and a lot of other people I know are working on it. So, right. just got to keep your eyes open,
1: stay awake, stay aware, right? Stay <laughs> right, because yes. <laughs>
0: one one wink, one wink, and they'll get ya. That's all it takes is you to shut your eyes for two seconds. So I, I have something really fun to talk about on the way okay, out, of, out of our show, right? So I, I wanted to talk about genealogy because we've kind of touched on that through the subjects, right? Okay. And I've, one thing I've really found with these quote-unquote elite people is that they pay such a close attention to genetics and genealogy and how close they keep each other, like how pure they keep their bloodlines and stuff. Right. Have you found anything in these, like, so I guess that's kind of a common denominator in all of these groups, isn't it? Like, purity of the blood and the genes.
1: Right, they're all obsessed with their genealogy and stuff, yeah.
0: Right, so have you seen that 12-year-old girl, that article about the 12-year-old girl who linked, like, every single known president back to each other? No, I haven't seen that. Hang on, just pull up the article because it's a really, really interesting one. Is it recent? It's actually... It actually happened, I'm pretty sure it happened during the Bill Clinton era, era, that this girl found this information, funnily enough, Um, but she did a school project, and what she did was she set out to find, like, if any of the US presidents were related, and what she found was, was that all of them were, even Trump, so, like, she's done an update to it, and she's found that even Trump was involved in the whole lineage thing. Oh, wow. Interesting. Um, Here we go. So it's just loading. So Bridget Ann, um, age 12, was doing a genealogy uh, research project on her lineage when she decided to change the course and to decipher the genealogy of presidents of the United States. In her research, which involved over 500,000 names through history, her aim was to find the ancestry of all US presidents and see if there was a, quote, uh, a presidential atom Unquote that connected all of them. To everybody's surprise, she discovered that 42 out of 43 U.S. presidents trace back to a single person, Jack Lackland Plantagenet, King of England, 1199
1: to 1216. The Plantagenet
0: dynasty, or whatever it's called. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Family. Yeah. Back to the Queen.
1: Not surprised. Not surprised yeah. at all. I've heard that Sorry. the Bush family tra- traces themselves back to the uh Jacques de Molay.
0: Is, is, is that Vlad?
1: That's the guy who was the head of the Templar, Knights Templar.
0: Oh, of course. Yes, yeah. of course. Well, isn't that interesting that you bring that up? Because I was going to talk about the Holy Grail being the bloodline.
1: Right. Yeah, that's, yeah, I know what that is.
0: Yeah. Well, that's Holy Blood, Holy
1: Grail, right?
0: Everyone thinks it's a, yeah, yes, that's such a good book. I read that years and years and years before I even understood what it was. <laughs> right. And then as I started learning all this stuff, I was like, hang on. I've read this before. <laughs> yeah. I read that when I was quite young. I read that when I was about 15 and I didn't realize what it was when I read it because I was really interested in that side of like um have you ever heard of Tracy Harding?
1: Sounds familiar. Who's that?
0: She's a she's an Australian author. I talk about I talk about her quite often. She's got she's got an amazing set of books and they're they're very so they're sci-fi fiction but they are referenced. So she uses she uses history to uh to write these books and it is phenomenal some of those books have have been prophetic put it that way
1: she's australia's best selling fantasy author
0: she's a she is a really really cool lady i'm hoping to have an interview with her over the next few weeks cuz i'd really like to talk to her, like her about where she gets that where she gets the information and stuff from cuz I use her books as, as quite an interesting reference. Like I don't I don't like saying I use fiction books as a reference, but her books are phenomenal. They're so full of information, and every time I learn something new from a completely different aspect of whatever we're look, whatever I'm looking at, it's I, I I can refer back to her books. It's fascinating.
1: People reference 1984, a work of fiction, but there's so much truth in that. You know, sometimes fiction is the best way to tell the truth.
0: Definitely, Animal Farm, another great one.
1: Yeah, all
0: there. It's all there. So, 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 this is the fun part of the genealogy, right? I'm gonna okay. flash up some pic- I'm gonna flash up some pictures. All right, do it. And I would like to say, how much do they look like brothers? Pretty similar. Uh, yeah. So, on on the screen right now is Anthony Bourdain and Jeffrey Epstein. Um, whoa, you can't tell me those skeletal structures are from the same family line. Look at their faces. They look
1: very similar. Same hair, same faces, same jawline, same nose. They
0: look like, they look like brothers. So I had a little bit of fun doing this the other day. I thought this was interesting. That's Joe Biden and Bush Senior for everyone that's listening.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. They all look very similar. Maxwell and uh, Marina Abramovich.
1: Yep, they look the same,
0: they do. They really do, don't they? This one's a cracker. I love this one. Mr. John Podesta and Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park.
1: Yeah, there's always been that rumor for some reason, yeah.
0: Well, because him and Cornell, so him and Chris Cornell were best friends. Right. And Chris, Cor- Chris Cornell, and him were making a sex trafficking documentary, and within six weeks of it being released, they'd both killed themselves. And right. Podesta had 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 some really close relations with uh, Chester's mum. He knew that, like, they knew each other in LA. Oh, really? There's record, yeah. There's records of it. Yeah, yeah. It's like Castro as well. Castro and Trudeau.
1: Right, I've heard well. that.
0: There's records. Yeah, there's records of them being in the same vicinity, that that being able to happen, the whole thing, it, time-wise, it lines up that they're father and son.
1: Right. Yeah, I've heard that. I've definitely heard that.
0: And then this is probably one you've seen a million times after all your research, but, right. oh, Miss right. Barbara Bush and Alistair Crowley.
1: They are carbon copy. They look
0: those like brother. Yeah. Those, those jaw lines and those eyes. Like Same creepy even, eyes, yeah.
1: Same creepy yeah. eyes.
0: They've got those weird looks in their face and the, the mouth. They're just evil looking people. They've got, so you, yeah. those creases above their nose, you see, like where their nose meets their right. face right yeah. there, yeah. they've both got those super, super, super clear creases right there. Like their cheekbones stick out and are a bit closer to their noses. There's no mistaking that. You put that in facial recognition software and it would match
1: 100%. I I would think it would, too. I think it would,
0: too. Yeah. It's fascinating, isn't it?
1: It is. They are different than the rest of us. They don't, they, you know, bloodline, bloodline, bloodline. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy?
0: Well, and leading back to the whole trauma-based mind control and stuff like that and how, like, they can bring, bring these kids, like, uh, full circle to that whole, uh, a mother holding three generations inside her womb and being able to traumatize people through that. Like, doesn't that all ring true to this? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, could those would, those would involve, um, those subjects would involve themselves in their rituals, I guess is what I'm saying. Like the whore of Babylon ritual and stuff that Jack Parsons did and things like that. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, absolutely. 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 I mean, if you look at like Eyes Wide Shut, the ending—it's like they own the kids, they traumatize them, they control them. Give me your children. We're gonna, we're gonna dominate you. You're not gonna even see it. That's kind of the message I get when they're walking through the toy store.
0: <laughs> yep, and you can't stop it. Which I'm determined to be the one to prove them wrong. Just saying.
1: You're not the, You're the one to do what?
0: Oh, I'm just determined to prove them wrong. We're going to beat this. We're going we're gonna to learn what the secrets are and we're going to beat this. I really have hope for the human race. I think that we can do this. And I, I've, I've found like, so in questioning like how we're going to achieve that, right? Like I found myself questioning the Bible and like its teachings, right? And like what have, they, what have they withheld from the Bible to stop us from learning how to defeat them?
1: Good point. They just hide the Bible. That's what they take away. They right. Well, so, from, you
0: know, well, so if we look at numbers, Bible, right? There's, look at numbers. There's 66 books in the Bible right now, as we know it. That is a number for them. Yeah, it is. And so, so have they? so in reference to numbers, have they kept 11 of the books away from us, which would make 77 the holy number? But 11 is also another number that is right. super, super important to them. In those 11 books. I don't know. Well, so I have this thing that I'm trying to start at the moment where it's like hashtag open the vaults. I say it all the time. The Vatican vaults need to be opened and released to the public right now. I agree. Totally Right agree. now. No more secrets. And you know what? People won't look at it if they're not ready for it, right? They, they say that the humanity is not ready for it, that we're all SERPs and we can't handle it. Well, the people that can handle it are the ones that are going to look at it. Right. Other people right. will just, as, as we know, they're will just, just walk by, just, by and, and
1: yeah,
0: yeah it's just, it doesn't mean anything to them. Right. right. But the right. people that will look at it like me and you and other people in this movement, uh, it would change the world. It would change the world. And that's why they won't do it. And I think that that's where the books are hidden. I think that that's where the key to us being free as a, as humanity, like, on a spiritual soul level with our creator to be able to know and learn how to be one with our creator. Because there's obviously got to be something that we're missing, right? Like, they have to have poisoned that well. It's like it's like the whole vaccine that we were talking about before, right? You can't tr- not trust one vaccine and then trust all the other ones.
1: Right. Right. You can't. <laughs>
0: You really can't and it 's exactly the same thing with the Bible, so like if you if you can 't believe that they lied about it and that they haven 't lied about other uh, like other things right. in the bible so so w- with them understanding that we understand manifestation right like we we don 't understand that we don't we 've been robbed of those things like to understand how powerful individually we are we 've been robbed of that knowledge so do you potentially now that this is probably a new thought? trace for you i'd like to hear your opinion but do you think that maybe they have put the bible together in such a way that they're trying to manifest what they have put down for people in the bible do you see what i'm saying like the revelation stuff that they're trying to manifest it and by everyone believing the same thing at once it's like a giant spell right like I'm trying to an manifest thing.
1: What, book of revelation or
0: what yeah yeah exactly the book of revelations and like everything that comes from it
1: yeah, I think that they're trying to manifest. That Crowley integrated a lot of that stuff into his whole philema. So
0: he was—he was so obsessed with that. He was yeah. so obsessed with revelations. Yeah,
1: I definitely was, no question. But
0: even Christians these days are too. Like, I, I go onto a video to watch something educational, and all I can see is like, Jesus is coming soon, and like, I, and I totally listen. I'm not trying to subjugate anyone for their belief system. I just. We're so used to relying on someone else to come and save us. Like, when are we going to take responsibility for our own actions and stand up and take responsibility for our own footsteps? You know what I mean? We're the only ones who can change our existence right now here. And in the Bible, if you want to refer to that, it says that God is in us and all around us. Not that we have to go to a temple or talk to someone that has the name preacher or something like that over his head to get a connection to God. God is in you and all around you. He made us like, and that's part of like them robbing us of that power that we've got. So I feel like that there's like a frequency fence that they've put over us, right? Like a, like a weird frequency fence and part of those books that they've hidden from us. I feel like those are the like things that we need to be able to unlock our frequency fence and be able to truly connect to our creator. Do you see what I'm saying?
1: I think so. Yeah. I think you're right. I think people need if they connect to their creator, a lot of this fear stuff, a lot of the understanding. The the Bible and Christ's message is it's very blunt. Like he says, people are gonna come after you, they'll hate you for no reason, you'll be persecuted, there's strange battles, things are gonna happen, false prophets, liars, and go. I mean, a lot of the even Christians of today, the priests, the priests, the pastors, they avoid like Christ's. At in Jerusalem because he was railing against so many of these people, these vipers and uh liars, and you know, he, he breathed damnation. And uh, I think it's very applicable to the, to today. So, these big cities, Jerusalem was the biggest city at the time, wealth, it would always be there forever. Uh, you know, the people were pride and er- proud and arrogant, I expect. They commercialized everything, and uh. You know, Christ was having none of it. The Messiah was having none of it. So he railed about it. Woe to you! How can you escape damnation? Woe to you! He just kept saying, "Woe to you! Woe to you! Woe to you!" Over and over. Yeah. So we're, we're kind of in a similar situation.
0: We really are. We're seeing a replay of that situation, and it, again, it makes me question like the uh, the whole manifestation side of things, right? Because it's like watching movies that they release a on a certain day right like at a certain time and then it's like they create this huge so i'm going to use game of thrones as an example because that was a super super powerful point in time and i don't i don't think anyone really um, conceives of how powerful that show is like and how symbolic it is for our existence and like oh it's just so so but like talking about like the energetics around that show right the last season eighth season i was watching from afar and it was like watching it was like watching this gathering of energy. Everyone was focused on this one point. Everyone could not wait for the next episode. And it was like every single time an episode would air, it would drop at the same time all around the world because of the way that technology works now, right? So everyone is watching this episode at the exact same time, feeling these emotions, all focused on the exact same thing, right? That is the definition of a spell. Yes, it is the focus of intention and the uh invigoration of emotion and things like that at the same time in sync is 100% a spell. So if you if you look at it like that like what are they what are what are they putting into these shows to be summoned from those spells? Do you see what I'm saying?
1: Absolutely. What are they putting in movies, shows, all that stuff? I think that those are magical acts, you know. That's what yeah. uh that's what Kenneth Egger said these are these visual representations are are magic you know cinema's magic
0: right and again it comes back to that whole step away from your tv stop stop engaging in those energetic exchanges with these people and these things right
1: that
0: like maybe that's i may that's the first step to stopping all of this right is like stepping away from your tv and going putting your feet in the soil outside
1: yes i would say that's absolutely it that's how they scared the living crap out of people with COVID was all through the television, television control. You
0: know? Yeah, because if you didn't have a TV in your house, COVID didn't exist.
1: COVID didn't, didn't exist. That was it. It was like, the TV. I,
0: I think you I should Throw I your masks. TV out.
1: Throw your TV <laughs> yes. out. Get a in computer. the rain. <laughs> I got to wrap this up. We're at about 90 minutes.
0: Oh, I apologize for keep, thank you so much for spending time here with us today. I really appreciate your time and your efforts towards everything that we talk about.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. Thank you again so much for coming. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you. Thanks so much. I appreciate it.
0: You have an awesome, awesome day and I'll talk to you soon.
1: Likewise. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you. Bye. Wow. What a chat, everyone. Thank you so much. Hang on. Let's see if we can turn this on. Thank you so much for coming and joining us today. I really appreciate it. Um, Hi. Well, um, that was such a good talk. I hope everyone really enjoyed it. Um, I will be back for another episode at some point this week. Um, I've got some really cool guests lined up as well on top of Mr. Ramsey. Thank you so much for coming and talking with us all. Thank you for watching, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. I'll see you guys all soon. Bye now. Here inside the system, violence is a symptom Fighting for what's right but somehow everyone is wrong Welcome to the system, everyone's a victim Doesn't matter if you're black or white, it hate you all Here inside the system, violence is a symptom Fighting for what's right but somehow everyone is wrong Welcome to the world, everybody. I'm gonna paint you black and white. I'm gonna make you hate each other so that everyone will fight. I'm gonna give you our religion, let the righteous find the light, but I will also give you science to oppose the word of Christ. And I'm gonna give you borders, they're imaginary lines. If you cross them, go to war and win when everybody dies. And I'm gonna give you money that you'll value more than life and let the 1% have everything while you fight to survive. And then I'll give you politics, I'll call it left and right. And while you divide yourselves, I will conquer both the sides. Can't you see? I'm the system, my whole purpose is divide. What you choose will never matter because every is mine welcome to the
1: system everyone's a victim doesn't matter if you're black or white it hates you all here inside the
0: system violence is a symptom fighting for what's right but somehow everyone is wrong welcome to the system everyone's a victim doesn't matter if you're black or white it hates you all.